Hello, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome to the During Business Hours podcast. We got Eric over here replying to some emails, making some noise. How was your birthday dinner? It was great. <laughs> How you feeling today? I feel terrible. I ate too much cheese. I had a normal amount of alcohol, and that's just a perfect storm to feel terrible. I think the hardest thing about running a podcast is the consistency. We need to come up with a schedule. I know we want to do it Monday through Friday because we're excited about it. But I think Monday, Wednesday, Friday type thing should be better. Because if we posted three a week and left a couple of uh, snippets for the, the Twitter, the Google, you know, all those, that make it a little easier. Just the, the ups and downs of trying to run a a business, a podcast, online store, all that stuff. We don't got any views yet. I'm fine with that. We haven't even started advertising the podcast yet, but we'll sink some money into that pretty soon. Get our name out there. So today, we're going to be talking about customers again. You know, how to get customers early in business. You know, we were talking yesterday about insurance and how important that is when you're starting out, having some type of roadmap. What, in your opinion, when like you start a business... Mm. From what you've seen from me, how do you think that I engage customers to get them in the store? Um, you are pretty direct. You're honest. You set expectations up front. Some people even tell, like, I can't help you with that. That's not realistic. A lot of people are trying to promise the world, you know, help the customers with everything. But um, some people bring in completely shattered phone with a hole inside of it and ask you to fix it the same day. And you're like, no, no, I cannot. I'll work on it. I will, you know, fully assess. Uh, I see here you hit the battery. The board should be fine, but, you know, we got to get that out. You you tell them how it is, and then you proceed from there. Absolutely. A lot of the newer guys expect that you put out a banner that says cell phone repair. And that just gets customers in. And then they complain when their, their cost per click on Facebook or Instagram isn't working. And they're like $20, 30 $40. We see some people where it's $120 per conversation started. Uh, uh, what? And then it's, it's an iPhone swap for 60 bucks. Mm -hmm. You're in the hole there. But when I started out, Craigslist was still a bustling business. Yelp was not trusted yet. So I posted on Craigslist 30 times a day. The, the drive to sit at home and post and say, hey, please let me fix your things. It's degrading. Like, hey, I'm here, I'll give you a deal. Hey, I'm here, I'll give you a deal. I don't know how to fix that, but I'll give you a deal. Everything was wheeling and dealing. And then you get these really self-entitled 20-year-olds, you know, post-2000 era. They're out there saying, oh, you know, we can fix it for $49.99. Your part's $45. I understand the race to the bottom is real. But it's getting on the nerves of people like me and a lot of others. And we all talk. But for now, because we're in such a, a privileged position to get customers with a base, it's almost like we've dug our own whirlpool, you know, our own um, lazy river. As long as we keep feeding into it, it'll keep moving. Mm -hmm. So people are just going by and we're just throwing shit at them here. Here, think of us on the next way around. Think of us on the next way around. Oh, I see. I see you again. We got... Mm -hmm. My time here is we want to stop over, and they're exactly. like, mm, ne next time, I'll get you. I don't you. care to catch them when they meet us. I care. To, I, I hope that they think of us while we're on the magnet on their fridge, or they see somebody's bumper sticker on their car. 
that's the idea of branding. And we get a lot of the, uh, I saw you on Nextdoor, you know, six months ago, somebody was mad at you or somebody happy. Oh, you know, somebody else told me about you. They had a great experience. You know, you can't help everyone. I'd still say it's a 99 to 1% that you can't help, but those 1% love to post. The 99% have to be like urged or benefited to post a review. I personally don't care because I'll clap back on anyone. Small business is the, mm-hmm. the benefit. I don't got corporate or HR to be like, you can't do that. Don't speak their truths. You know. And with with those one stars, those are usually the people where we've set expectations up front, and then they keep asking for for more or a different outcome. Or they outcome. disregard it completely. Sir, you're paying me forty dollars to attempt this. Nobody is promising anything. I will spend two hours on it. Well, why isn't it fixed? You promised it was fixed. This was a guarantee. I want my money back. No, I'll, I'll go back to the tape. We'll play it back together. I definitely told you it was no guarantee here. Mm-hmm. But like the uh, the gentleman from yesterday, the the April phone, he called oh. in out of the blue after ignoring us since April, April 10th, April 11th or something. Uh, he had sound issues, which was related to liquid damage. Drop damage. Yeah, drop damage. He had, he had dropped it mm-hmm. so bad, cracked the phone, teensy bit of liquid, not the bad part, but um, it ended up that he needed the bottom half of his uh, 10s Max board replaced. No, no, it was 11 Pro Max. He needed a board oh, split. All these Maxes and, blend together. <laughs> uh, he needed a split. And either the audio codec would have been cracked or the, the driver itself, the IC. Um, that's irrelevant, though, because we weren't going to split it without him paying up front. And then he didn't want to. And then he calls back four, five months later and says, well, I told you to. Do you need a deposit or something? And I'm like, no, we refused. You owe us $40 a month storage on four months. You know, $30 a month storage on four months. And then he came in trying to argue that. And I'm like, you got a receipt? You got an invoice? You got any paperwork we've given you? No. Okay, you owe us one twenty. Simple as says that. checked in on April for diagnostic only, and he's trying to say he came in at, at the very end of June and paid a big old deposit. Then you I don't owe have sixty dollars any... a month for two months. <laughs> no cash receipts. Credit card was never used again. Name was not on any other notes. Um, if we had some mystery thing for, you know, an iPhone eleven Pro Max, I believe we're pretty diligent with the the recording of things. Some of the guys don't like to put the notes on what they work on, which is a problem, but that's more of the employees' expectations not following through from our requests. Mm -hmm. And uh, it gets, I'll say it gets frustrating when we get a blank service sheet with no prices back to the customer, yet they've been called, told it's done. Guy's off. What did you do to it? Can't get a hold of him. Sorry, you got to come back. That's the worst case scenario with some of those. It's a big problem. Only because it's the main problem with notes. Yeah. The uh, the gentleman yesterday, you get people like that, but then you get people that we get in from other stores when we're wrangling in customers. Because we drop off and we say, hey, we have services you don't. If you want to learn them, we'll teach them. Small fee. You want to refer people to us, we'll give you a cash fee. You make money sending us the things you don't want to fix. Totally fine. Because, again, we're an electronic store. They're a cell phone store cell phone repair store you know yeah these guys had tried to work on something that was out of their league the galaxy s8 what i like to call the m9 is a the power management um just because every time 
It's like the uh, HTC M9 of difficulty on this chip because it's underfilled. So it's my personal preference. And I explained it to the customer like that. I was like, I really hate replacing this chip on these things. But I charged $299 to do it. We get into it. He says that they reflowed the the chip or the logic board after he checks it in. The problem with that is it's like baking your bones. Throw a human into an oven, see what happens. You're going to get Think, brittle. It, not even that. Things on the inside are going to shrivel up. So around the, some of those markers, things shrivel up, break off some components. Well, when I tell him that it looks like somebody took an ice pick to the back of his logic board, he freaks out. Oh, my God, my data. They, they promised me they didn't do anything but reflow that. None of the panels look like they were removed. So that gets pretty interesting. Really, gentleman that's about to get taxed out his ass walked into the business, saw all the lights are off in the dark, runs back out to his car. Sorry to interrupt the story. Back out to his car, grabs his mask, comes in, doesn't hear me yelling, hey, we're closed, we're closed. I get up to his face, and then he's like, I got a quick question for you. Motherfucker, I'm closed. Oh, can you fix the phone for No. Business begins at 10. 10 a.m. Sign. Lights off. Closed. Simple. I hate people like that. You entitled 72-year-old baby. I don't want to fix your shit. But if he does come back at 10, now you're going to pay my fucking extreme rate. Because not only did you disturb me, but you didn't listen to four commands to exit the store. You were breaking and entering. How stupid is that? that? Frustrates the shit out of me. That's like entering my home. What are you here for? Oops, I'll be back at ten is one thing, but insisting that we there's help a you. big ass yeah. sign. We're not open. Not open. Ten a.m. No open sign is off. It is pitch black in the lobby, and I'm the asshole. So, guy had taken it to another store. This S8. Back to that. Excuse me. Heated at the moment. They tell him they reflowed it, yada yada. He brings it to me. It looks like an ice pick has hit the logic board. After three hours of rework, three logic boards that I had to pull other chips from because A, I didn't have the chip that they had cracked in half. B, the underfill that they had shrunk around the vias was just breaking off every non-connect, so going back and forth to the schematics. And I called him yesterday. I'm like, hey, I got your data. Everything's back on. Phone is working. It was like a fucking balloon went off in the background screech, you know? Such a loud pitch to, yay! Pop the champagne. I know, right? But for 300 bucks, you know, that type of work, a lot of people don't, won't do. And then he also brought us an SD card. And I, because he was referred from the other people, they get the, the first tag for the referral. But they don't get the second because after he was here, then he's like, oh, you do um, data recovery on SD cards, etc. So we're going from there. And then we had, like I was saying earlier, the, the Craigslist and the, the Yelp, the Google. We steady inclined to referrals. But when I was doing this for my house, it was all referrals Craigslist. So people like that, you wouldn't be able to charge $200, $300. You have to charge them the buddy rate. The problem that brings is everyone remembers you from the buddy rate. Mm-hmm. And so after five years, they come in and they're like, I'm his best friend. He gave me a buddy discount. I sat in his dining, or his dining room table, you know, 
We get so many people who come in. Hey, I'm so-and-so. I'm a close personal friend of Chris's. The phrase I always hear is close personal friend. I've been here two years. I don't know all your friends, but like I recognize the regulars. And these people, I don't know. I'll tell you. You'll look up the camera. You're like, who the heck is this guy? You'll walk up. You'll talk to him all nice and friendly for a while. You come back and you're like, I have no fucking clue who that guy is. Correction. You've been here almost three years. Is it three years already? Yeah. Uh, End of this month is three years. Don't age me. Duh, don't. I'm not aging you. I'm just saying it's been almost three years. I think I owe you a Rolex at this point. The, uh, if you are a fancy man. Or a, what, hype beast. Nah. The idea being that we go from people in my dining room kitchen to now, where I have to have gatekeepers to keep those types of people away, because they're always going to be angry. You paid $40 back then for the work that we do for $200 now. There's a difference in what my overhead then. I had no margins. You, brought, you bought the part. You bought the labor. I had the tools and attempted to do it for you on my kitchen table. Well, they paid the 40 bucks because that was just the labor because they got their iPhone back, 6 Back screen. then, $40 was the whole bill. It was like $30 to me, $10 in parts. I had the tools. And uh, getting those customers was Craigslist, posting on like Nextdoor and posters that you would throw around anywhere, every business. Nowadays, you have... 30 plus places to get customers next door google yelp facebook instagram tiktok what's the other one mercari uh offer up help me out here some people doing like the food truck thing on twitter i'm yeah, at exactly i'm, I'm at starbucks twitter. come by today of course that's in the store but there's a lot yeah and then you got flyers referrals carrier stores you could drop off at pizza places, delivery guys of any type, Ubers, Lyft. All these guys will post up your cards if you do something for them. So if you do 20 favors for 20 different people, you have 20 referral sources. Whether it's do a screen repair plus a camera lens, do a screen repair plus yeah. a screen every, protector. Every store slash restaurant has that one guy who's got that busted phone exactly. and they want you to help them out. Shit, you want to tip your uh, your waiter? Fix this phone. Cost you twenty dollars <laughs> for the screen. Yeah. Hey, baby, don't worry. I, I get this tip. Honestly, that hey, would man. be such a good move that they would appreciate so much more than the twenty bucks you would have handed. And them. every time they go up to a table, so oh, so you have a broken phone. We have a place right down the street. Here you go. They so. t- they took care of me, and they'll take care of exactly. you. Exactly. It's uh, getting customers is not hard. Keeping your customers is hard. That's what I'm getting to. Because I've got customers that have been with us four to seven years, just won't talk to me again. Because all of a sudden, either politically I disagree with them, which I'm not very avid or out there about. But, you know, they're just like, oh, you know, I don't like X or Y or T or J. And I'm like, oh, well, sorry to hear that. Oh, no, you must be for the other guy. That, was a that weird... makes you the enemy. No, I'm just not crazy. Uh, yeah, the whole thing is just crazy. I don't care who won, who lost. The policies in place are all that I care about. This if I disagree is, with the policy. Phone repair in a business. Your, your goods are welcome. Your money is good. You know, spends as well as everyone else. Just don't make it weird. Then you get the ones who are being tracked by the government and that have been around for 10, 15 years. I used to have a customer that would come by every week to have his phone scanned. So we made just a 
line item in the system for him. I think it's still there for the tree service guy. And it'll say, like, Rodney's tree service. I was wondering what tree scan was in the system. <laughs> and it's it's literally just for his, I think the IRS is after me. I don't know if he was on drugs or whatnot, but he paid me 150 bucks a week to scan a single phone. If he brought me a camera he wanted me to look at, tear it apart, see if there's microchips, put it back together, 150 bucks. That was nice when I was starting out. You got a lot of those crazy customers. From there, you get some of the more in-depth customers that you don't want but you need where they'll pay you any amount just to solve their issue. And that becomes why we're more electronics now than we are anything else. Because we've had so many people that have the dental chairs, the wheelchair motors, all this stuff that nobody else will touch. And we're like, well, we'll see it. We'll find you somebody who can fix it if we can't fix it, but you're going to pay us a fee. And I think in 2016 alone um, is when we initiated the diagnostic or the upfront cost. We had a shop minimum before, but it was like 10 bucks. We calculated through our QuickBooks. It showed us the margin of how many people we didn't charge versus if we would have added a $5, $10 tip, you know, hey, start enabling tips. Well, I started thinking, well, with all these customers, if we started enabling cash upfront payments, for our time, like a bench fee that people are calling it now. And I posted to the groups back in like 2015, 2016. And I'm like, hey, what do you guys think of this? Oh, that's horrible. You're going to get dragged through the mud. I had 500 comments on my post saying that I was a piece of shit. Okay. Nowadays, people are doing the same thing. And now they're glorified for it. Oh, time is money. And if you don't value yourself. And I'm like, but you were the one three years ago posting that I was a scumbag for this. Scum, scum of the earth. That's fine. That's fine. 2016 alone, we made close to 30,000 just unpaid tickets. And it, it was a complete difference because in 2015, 2014, the amount of unpaid tickets were somewhere in the 60 to 70,000 range. So you're losing a little bit of money from the customers that turn away the idea of checking it in for a diagnostic. But you gain so much more in the upfront cost. And those people, it rolls over to their repair. It just secures that we're not doing a... a it buys our time, our, uh, the tech's attention. We're going to put a couple hours, honestly, 30s, not even, you know, for the time of them doing it. Uh, a couple people will touch on it. You'll look at the boards if it's something that's outside of what they check it in for. They're purchasing the full service uh, versus some of the places that still do the no diagnostics where they pop it open, try the screen, screen didn't fix it, sorry, unrepairable logic board issue, and mm. then they kick it back to the customer. They've spent maybe 20 minutes. And they still send minutes. it to us. Yeah. And then they then they come to us. Yeah. you got places like Clem and M&M Computers, though. That place doesn't really send it anywhere. You know, but you, the, they get a lot of hate for certain things they do. And it's sad because you just opened another location. He's not a bad guy. He's just very odd. He's been around a long time, like 16 years in the electronics or cell phone business. And, um, you know, he does charge boards, stuff like that. And I took inspiration on some of the stuff I did back in 2015, 2016 from him. You know, because he was the only other established small local business around besides You Break, I Fix that had just popped up. Mm-hmm. And then you had the guy that I hated at the time who now we do business with, which is super interesting. We go from... You know, getting these customers in, charging them an upfront fee, I would say easily 99% are happy. And then that 1% is the upset. But 
in the future, you know, we have more services to offer, things that are in the works that are going to be more fine-tuned that need to be 100%. Because you got people like guys on uh, online that are getting 5,000, 6,000, 7,000 reviews that are all five-star. Don't know how they're doing it. You can't possibly please everyone unless you're not making anything. You have to refund those customers in full for your time, your money. I got six guys here. They got to make their base hourly wage. Before commissions, they need to make their money. Mm -hmm. And if they're doing what you asked us to do, they're going to make that. I don't care about the parts. We'll take parts back off, give your money back for that if you're upset or unhappy. But the fact is, if we warn you, hey, this is not going to be 100% after we even swap the screen. And you take that risk, and then you don't like it. Okay, cool. We're going to charge you for our time to do that. And some people think that that's unjust. They're very like, oh, I should have just bought a phone. Well, we recommended you not fix this. Don't. it Back to you. I mean, everybody who talks to the customers here, setting those expectations up front. Yes, we're putting a screen in here will fix it. Uh, you have an issue with your touch IC, so it's going to cut out, and you'll have to turn your phone off and on again, and that'll reset it. Uh, we recommend not repairing this because that's gonna that is going to be a problem. If you want to get it done, you know it, it's livable. You can squeeze by till you get another phone. If you you know you, upgrade season, yeah. Um, and they want to do that. It does exactly what we say, and then then they're just. If you think you're not going to like it, I don't know why people are. They want they want you to hop into it, put all this time. Uh, I think it's a form of bill. being desperate. Like they don't want to go somewhere else. They like, don't want to take their time. They're hoping it doesn't come to that or something. Mm-hmm. So they're just ready right now. Let's get it done, finito. I feel a lot of those people, of that one percent, are just lazy in my opinion they haven't called around they haven't gotten I, you know how often i tell people get a second opinion and they don't care to they just do very first place going bam done mm-hmm. so it's with where we get customers and then how we treat the customers i there are certain customers that i wish i never attracted and still come around to this day like the customer yesterday been here before, apparently knew us in Denio's days. Been here seven or eight times for every electronics need. Doesn't get a call from us, apparently, when it's done. Now, we look at the call log. We called her number, which was the phone she left here, and then a secondary number, which was her boyfriend that went straight to voicemail twice. It's 7 o'clock, she calls, finally, from her boyfriend's number, and we're not going to keep calling you. We got 15 other pickups from today that still haven't picked up. If you think everyone's getting a call before seven for a third or fourth time, that's not happening. We will call you. We'll wait for your return call. She calls at seven. Oh, you sons of bitches. You didn't call me. You didn't call bullshit. Ah, whoop-de-whoop. Ma'am, here's your time dates. Here's your stamp. Absolutely. You got 15 minutes. We're locking the door. Calls 10 minutes later. I'm 25 minutes away. You're going to have to fucking wait. Don't make me get my man here. Another 15 minutes goes by. It's 725. I locked the door because I told her on three separate phone calls, I'm locking the door at 7.20. I give her till 7.25, I lock the door. 7.26, she rolls around. I see from the cameras, her boyfriend come up to the door, yanking on the door, screaming, hooped and hollering. I don't think she knew that I could see her, but she's screaming at other cars that are pulling out of the parking lot like they're the workers. In reality, I'm behind the building looking at the cameras. 
but she deserved to wait overnight. And we've had a couple of those where they just forgot that their most important thing that they can't live without has been here for six hours. And those are the customers I don't want. The, either you're too stoned or too stupid. I don't understand how you can be so threatening to somebody who's in service to you mm-hmm. to help you. And we've tried. And then we still paid overtime to people to be here 25 minutes after. Are you paying that? No. I'm not paying that. So and, uh, it was a fun little check of like where our customers come from, how we get them. And then I was like, how can we narrow down better or more sufficient, wealthier, nicer customers? You know, that all everyone always wants like the wealthier to spend more and then the nicer to be more pleased. But I think where you advertise is a, a big thing of that. Like Craigslist can tend to bring in some of the... Uh, off the books customers, they never want to pay a dime in taxes, and they want nobody the government to. Can't find me. Exactly. I will bring cash in the precise total, and I do not want to receive. Yeah. They will find me if they have. Facebook's for the older crowd. Instagram's for the younger crowd, and then you got TikTok for the super young. The you know comedy. Hey mommy, this is what I saw on TikTok. We had that kid who walked down the street from his house because he broke his phone and saw us doing a, the repair video on TikTok. Yeah, we've had those, and then the uh, the PlayStation 4 ad blew up, or PlayStation 5 ad. That was a dollar per conversation or conversion. Click through to the website. We had 180 messages on $300 worth of ad space Excuse me, on Instagram. So I think we're just going to advertise repairs on Instagram, and we'll do more streaming and BS for the older generation walkthrough type stuff on Facebook. That'll be a lot easier. That's where we basically get our customers and how we treat most of them. Not all of them are crazy. We love most of them. The amount of people we get uh, bringing us food for some reason when we're already overweight. It's not fun. They can see we like food, so they're they're bringing it in. We've had somebody give us a gift card for Dave & Buster's, you know, fat nerds. Yeah. And then we've had people give us gift cards for Starbucks. What was some of the other ones? Um... Dave and Buster's. The lady who brought in the freaking cookies. Uh, the crate of Oreos. <laughs> yes, yeah. We had cookies. We had people bring us chocolate chip cookies, oranges, fruits, fruits and fruits and vegetables, please. Yeah. <laughs> we, we did have the guys like, y'all need to eat some fruit and dropped off a bundle of bananas. <laughs> yep, I remember that. I ate a lot of those because I got kids. So yeah. my son is all about bananas and strawberries. He's addicted to those animals, but he'll have a full banana with his Danimals. And then if you don't have watermelon after. Oh, no. You got to lose it. That, that kid is all about the fruits and veggies. He doesn't like meat or cheese at all. It's weird. Keep him on that. Save he'll eat fruit forever. He will. But then it's going to be bad for his teeth. It's really acidic in certain ways. So that's my concern. I want them to have decent smiles. So we're wrapping up at over 30 minutes. We'll probably cut out a little bit of stuff, but. Everything's uh, good on this end, and we'll see you guys in the next one. See ya.